Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. So grab your letterman's jacket. It's time for... I never saw that. Do you remember that song about getting over you? That's a lot of songs. That doesn't (laughs) narrow it down at all. I'll get over you. I know I will. Yeah, I remember that song. I'll pretend my ship's not sinking. Yes. And I'll tell myself I'm over you. Because I'm the... King of wishful thinking? Mm-hmm. That song. Yeah, I know that song. Who sings that? Do you know? I don't know. It does. Oh. Irrelevant. The, also, the, why are you singing that? Well, it's interesting you ask. Mm. This week, we're talking about Party of Five, which is a television show. Mm-hmm. And we just now sort of fast forwarded through the two episodes we watched because it's been a while since we watched them due to holidays and whatnot. So, lots at, of whatnot. At the very end of the episodes, there's a little song, little tinkly piano music, and it reminded me, it got that song in my head, hmm. the one I just sang. And so what I would like to do now is just pause the podcast and go listen to it real quick and see if there's any justification for me having gotten that song in my head. This is going to be great because I don't remember the music that was playing at all. Cool. So don't don't turn your dial because... Right here on... Because that won't do anything. INST Radio. Because this is a podcast. Just hold on. So did you hear it? I did hear it. The beginning of the tinkling Um. music is very (laughs) similar. Yeah. It's I not mean, that yeah. song, but it from is. There, I, I can see from it. From there, it does I not can totally see it. follow the same. Not as funny as we were hoping. I was hoping for an epic fail. Oh, okay. But, of course, you have a good ear for music. Like, you remember songs, and I don't even remember hearing music. You don't remember hearing music, like, ever in your life? <laughs> yes, that's clearly that what I so meant. That's so sad. <laughs> All right, Only so. Only that song. Only the King of Wishful Thinking. By, we don't know who, because we... King Crimson. Didn't look it up. Nope. Nope. Fine Young Cannibals. Nope. Well, maybe. I don't think so. Doctor of Smoke. That's it. I remember Doctor of Smoke. They had a lot of big hits Mm -hmm. in the 90s. That was only one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. God, it's it's been some time (laughs) since we've recorded together. Yes, it has. It has, because... Last week, we talked about the Pokemans. Mm-hmm. Um, and we recorded that quite a while ago. And then the Well, yeah, but happened. we had a guest and like we weren't really recording like this, like mm-hmm. talking to each other. Yeah, it's anyway, it's been a while. And actually, our episode before that, we also had a guest. Mm-hmm. We had Kate. No guest this time. Sorry, you have to listen to us two jackholes talk the whole time about Party of Five. We just watched the first two episodes, season one, episode one and episode two. That's correct. I'll tell you some things about it. Okay. Jack from Lost is the big brother. Yes, Matthew Shepard. But we will call him Jack multiple times during this episode, just so you know. Mm-hmm. And Nev Campbell, I'm oh, sorry, the girl from The Craft is the middle sister. So Bailey is also in it. He's a brother played by Scott Wolf. I don't know him from anything else, but I'm sure he's been in other things. Do you recognize him from other things? He kind of looks like Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. Oh, okay. Do you think that's him? No. Oh. Um, Claudia is played by Lacey Chabert. I don't, you're looking at me as if I would know, and I don't know. She was in Mean Girls. Okay. Later. She grew up a little bit and was in Mean Girls. And then Owen is their baby brother, and he's played by a baby. And then the bulldog is played by a dog, and he he plays their dog. 
the family dog. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, we've covered the cast. That's the main. That's great. Five and dog of Party of Five. Hey, man, newsflash. This isn't like ordering a pizza. What's that from? I don't know, but it's a line I wrote down. (laughs) And I wrote in parentheses, say this in a 90s angsty voice. Okay. Somebody said that. I don't remember that part at all. very first thing that I wrote down about this show was that it it just, wow, this is so very 90s, which is It felt more 90s to you than other things we've watched? Yes. I think TV shows in general just feel more dated yeah, than... Yeah, just the style. Not so much like the clothes or anything in particular, no, but the yeah, way the, the show was... The clothes and the, yeah, the everything. Everything we've watched other than Xena pretty much seemed like the style. Except Xena and Hackers. Hackers had its own style. Well, most of the... Like the only other TV show we've watched that would fit into that category is My So-Called Life. Mm-hmm. The other TV shows we watched didn't have this style. There weren't like news radio. It's, it's not There teens. was 90s style, but it was... Yeah. You know what I mean? Murder, She Wrote. Angela Lansbury was a big teen idol. Right. A lot of sweaters. X-Files. There's no, you know, mm-hmm. their style really isn't dated because it's sort of... FBI suits. Timeless. Anyway, I'm sure that I said the exact same thing on our first episode about my so-called yeah. life. Like, my first thought was, this is so 90s. Like, you can, you can just pinpoint this time period. Yeah, there is something also about how the show is shot and edited and the writing that's 90s too it's not just the style the fashion style clothing so these five kids their parents died mm-hmm. what was it a car accident i think so there's a drunk driver i think car the accident? first scene is them shopping for a jeep like these kids picking out a car they buy a jeep which i thought was weird like you're supposed to think oh they're rich kids they're buying a jeep they need a car to get around for some reason and that's the one. Did they buy like a new Jeep? Well, I don't know if it was brand new, but they were car shopping and one of them suggested maybe a, a minivan would make more sense. And he's like, no, this is the one. Or she is. I don't know. Julia, I think, suggests that. Anyway, the next scene is them driving it in San Francisco. So the show is set in San Francisco. And I was really hoping that maybe they would find Comet or run into the full oh, house Oh, yeah. Crew. That would have been a cool like crossover. Yeah. I wonder if they ever did any crossover oh, man. episodes. I'm sure they did. I doubt it because they were on different networks. But it would be cool. I would pay to see that. A full house and Party of Five crossover. Actually. Would you pay to see gonna that? Not going to lie. I wouldn't even watch that or be interested <laughs> in it at all. Yeah. But I you'd... wouldn't take money to see that. Oh, <laughs> I would. I would take money to see that. In case there's anyone out there listening, just for this very specific like niche of people, if you're looking for somebody to pay to watch the Full House Party of Five crossover, I'm your girl. Party of Fuller House Five. No? Fuller Party of House. I mean, the funny thing is Full House kind of fits. The name fits for both shows. Mm-hmm. So you could just leave the name Full House. Even Fuller House. Because they already did Fuller House, you know, so now it would be, man, that Uncle Joey would really get into some crazy antics with Owen, you know, and the bulldog. <laughs> um, so I don't care about the plot of this show, like at all. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not, I'm not saying I hate it. I'm just saying, like, okay, one minute plot synopsis. One minute, that's can a you long do it? time. Oh, yeah, I can do it. Oh, okay, good. Re- then do it in less than one minute. We used to read plot synopses at the mm-hmm. beginning of our podcast. Maybe we should start doing that again. But I want to hear yours because it's more its more better and more better entertaining. There's five kids. Their parents died and they're having money troubles. There's some sort of trust or something that's set up for them. And their oldest brother, Jack from Lost, mm-hmm. um, before he flies on the plane. This doesn't goes- count against my time. He goes um, by Charlie on this, and I think it's like uh, when he's like trying to, it's like a secret identity. Yeah. Yeah. It's maybe it's after he gets After back he from gets the back island. from the island. He doesn't want to be Jack Shepard, right. Oceana Airlines, Flight 815 survivor. He wants a little anonymity. So he becomes a carpenter and older brother to four kids. Mm-hmm. He gets like in San Francisco 15, 20 years younger. Yeah. He has long hair, mm-hmm. um, a jean jacket, mm-hmm. a lot of the flannel. All right. So anyway, you were saying. He is in charge of distributing the money from the trust from their parents. And 
so the family, the kids are having trouble budgeting money and they're running out of money and stuff. There's a subplot where he blows the money on an investment and so that causes some stress and he moves in with them again and decides that they're all going to live together and they're all going to Yeah. So did he blow all their other. money though? Not all of it, just that like just enough quarterly payment or just enough for it to make sense for him to move back in. Right. <laughs> So they could set the stage for the rest of the show. Um, and, they uh, set up some other things with the characters too. Like Claudia is a little musical genius and, uh-huh. and she now, really well. She now sleeps in a tent and is like super happy about that. Yeah, I don't know in if they the stuck room. with that. But I don't know. that was one thing because Jack's moving back in. So Charlie. I mean, it's Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. It's Charlie. And finally, they their parents owned a restaurant. So they meet once a week and have dinner at the restaurant. And I, I'm guessing probably in every episode. No, two times a week. Two times a week. Okay, I'm guessing in every episode, a waiter or waitress comes up and says, "Salinger, party of five, and mm-hmm. then seats them. Yeah, we're guessing they did that a few times. We're guessing that every episode ends with them at the restaurant. Yeah. We don't know for sure because we only watched two. And everything they wrap everything up like a sitcom, and they. Everyone's happy again, and they talk and laugh and make jokes, and the camera slowly pulls away, and the king of wishful thinking starts playing on the piano. <laughs> so that's how it ends. It does. Yeah, the other yeah, the other subplot that I gave a shit about was that um, was Nev Campbell's mm-hmm. subplot, Julia. She is how old is she? Probably fifteen. She's a sophomore, I think. Yeah, so about 15 and starting to rebel. She has this best friend. She's always been a super good student and she's trying new things out. She's super into this guy who's like, he smokes and wears a leather jacket and has super cool hair. He kind of reminds me of an, he's like an Ethan Hawke kind of mm. symbol. He has that a little bit of weird facial hair, kind of like Ethan Hawke did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and anyway, she's into him and they like make out and then they go out, but then he blows her off. Basically what I'm saying to you is that it's the same fucking show as my so-called life, Mm -hmm. only less compelling. Yeah. Yeah. Less compelling, less challenging, less, um, real, raw, honest. It didn't feel like my so-called life. I always felt like it was coming from the kid's perspective. Even though a lot of it was from the parents' perspective, and there were many episodes that were about the parents and more parent-centric. No, it was. I mean, Angela Chase narrated it. Right. But I felt like it it captured that better. This feels much more like a bunch of old white dudes sat in a room and wrote these stories for teenage actors. It felt like that to me. Like it was. It was much like it just more felt more like a typical and typical. And that's and, what you mean. By yeah, that. and like oh, sad times. Their parents died, and now they have to figure things out. It wasn't well pushing any boundaries, or it was supposed to tug at your heartstrings, but it felt really cliched. And they weren't trying to make me care about these characters because they were well developed characters. They were trying to make me care about them because this terrible thing happened to them, and how are they going to deal with it? And I'm sure they become more well developed characters. This show was on for a long time. Right. And that's yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I think they I'm sure they became I mean it's not I'm not trying to say that it's bad. It's just that of course, um I'm just comparing it to my so called life the whole time because mm-hmm. it's it's actually very strange. The this premiered the same at the exact same time as my so called life. It was the same year. I think it came out later. So they did fucking rip them off. So I don't, I mean, I don't think they ripped them off. It was like the within the same year. So they weren't, you don't develop pilots and then that quickly and have it on and rip off the whole idea. But I did read something interesting about this show, comparing it to My So-Called Life. And the article I read was saying that even though My So-Called Life was canceled after a year, it was, it became clear later on in Party of Five that the people that made Party of Five had been watching My So-Called Life and were influenced by it, and it made Party of Five a better show later. Mm-hmm. So I think they took some of that voice that was more, I think, more interesting and more different than what had been on TV before and incorporated that into Party of Five, just the way those stories were told. Right, and the 
the stories, like, you know, the same shit happens in the first episode. Well, not the same shit. In the first episode of My So-Called Life, go back to our early episodes if you didn't <laughs> listen to those because we cover all of this. And that show is fucking amazing. The very first episode of My So-Called Life, Angela Chase goes to a rock show with this new friend of hers uh, who's kind of dangerous. And they get basically assaulted in the yeah. parking lot, like sexually assaulted almost in the parking lot. And it's a very dramatic – God, it, they just did it so well. And then – And it was real. It was real. And the real, responses by and everyone it was, were real. She came home. And was just and like she had had a fight with her mom earlier. She comes home at the end of the episode and crawls in bed with her mom. And so she goes from this at the beginning kind of kid trying to become a, a young adult and find her own way. And then but she's still in that kid age. Mm -hmm. And it's so beautifully represented in that episode. And I felt like in this episode, they're trying to do the same thing. Like there's the guy. There's the Jordan Catalano. In my so-called life, and Party of Five has that guy, at least in this in the first episode, who is totally the Jordan Catalano. He's like the cool guy who blows her off. Oh, well, maybe we can get together tomorrow or something. Uh, tomorrow. You know, day after today, we could see a movie, get something neat. I can't. I'm busy. Oh, you'll call me later, right? Just so you understand, we're not going out or anything. What? But there's no... There's no chemistry between them. It's and you know it's... Like, you can tell it's not going anywhere. Well... That's not going to be a big subplot. I don't feel like maybe I'm wrong, but... Well, I don't, that's not what I was going to say. You, you're probably right, but I just... I didn't... There's no... Like, she was hurt by it and, like, kind of upset. And her brother goes in and talks to her and then everything's fine. But that that sense of, I don't know, what they were able to capture yeah. in my so-called life about being a teenager and being a teenage girl and trying to figure out who you are, it just was missing. It was really lacking Right. There wasn't in the same show. emotional weight. And I... I was trying it's that's what I was trying to say earlier too and I don't know exactly how to explain it but I think in my so-called life I was immediately pulled in and cared about those characters. Yeah. And it's hard to say too because we watched that whole season and so I know more about them. It's hard to go yes. back but I do feel like I was immediately pulled oh. in and identified with them and cared about them more. Episode 1. Yeah. And I, I mean one, I was like this shows Amazing. Again, Party of Five just feels like typical writing. You knew it was going to all be wrapped up and happy at the end of the episode. And it's not like that in My So Called Life, life at, at all. all. Right. Right. This is more, this is a palatable, yeah. like, uh, very made to be primetime family sort of show, mm -hmm. which is fine. I mean, it's fine for for being that. It's just. <laughs> right it's not a bad show i didn't yeah, hate no. it when we were watching it it's just not as good as my so-called right, life was right and that's it's all not, you can think and about still like 20 years later my so-called life you watch it and you're like god damn this is good tv this it's would so do really amazing. well now it's so amazing it's so, uh, so amazing yeah so another parallel between the two pilots when angela is really upset there's a song that plays Oh my and god. And the same song plays when Julia is upset because yeah. the boy breaks up with her and doesn't want to be and with guess her. Guess what song it is? Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. Yeah. Again. And in my so-called life, I when that happened, I was like, "Oh my god, it was the perfect song for that moment. It was so again, like it just was beautifully done, whereas in this case, it's how I would the way I responded this time is how I would have expected myself to respond if I heard Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. on any TV show. It was mm -hmm. just like, what? And I like that song. Yeah, no, and it, it it's a good song. And I know one of the things we talked about on our earlier episodes is that back then, at this time, people hadn't heard it 10 million times yet, maybe? Mm -hmm. I don't remember how long it had been out already. Although... 
it seems like it was probably in every pilot this year, maybe. (laughs) Of 1994. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I guess that's, we should just stop comparing it to My So-Called Life at this point, because... It's going to be difficult, though. I know, because every single thing, just know that throughout this, that that's all we want to be doing, is talking about that show. But we'll talk about Party of Five. And Lost. We'll probably talk more about Lost. I will say this. Party of Five was kind of a, weirdly, it was kind of a cultural phenomenon for me in college. I did not see the show, but I had, my sophomore year, I had neighbors, these four dudes that I was good friends with who were obsessed with Party of Five, and they would watch it every single week religiously, yeah, and like have friends over. They had like, you know, it was, people used to do that. They would get together and watch TV because you could only watch it mm-hmm. when it was on. And it was on, you know, Friday nights or whatever, and they would always watch it. And Unless I, you could figure out the programming of your VCR, which was always too hard. Well, I don't know. Maybe they did that too. But I just remember being like, what the fuck is... Like, I didn't know what that was. And by that time, I was so way too cool to be into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I... I I think I thought I was too good for TV at that point Mm -hmm. also. I hadn't watched TV, you know, in years. Right. Um, And so, but it was an interesting thing because I just was like, I don't know. I can't connect to that at all. And this show would have fit perfectly into that, like, TV shows that you weren't going to spend any time on or watch because they seemed so predictable and normal. Yeah, it's hard for me to imagine. I mean, again, my so-called life, I would have loved had i seen it at the time this one i don't know i don't know i don't know that i probably wouldn't have watched it i guess but i don't know maybe i would have loved it i don't know it's so hard to say i somehow have never seen an episode of this show until we watched these two like it maybe i had seen it on a tv somewhere as i walked by it but i had never seen yeah, a full episode it doesn't seem like it was hugely popular i mean i'm it probably was it was on for like six seasons wasn't know, it which is the one? other thing okay last thing i'm gonna say about my so-called life but like <laughs> that's the other thing that just watching this i'm like well of course this one of course this one went on for six fucking seasons and my so-called life was canceled because 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 this was accessible which yeah anyway people loved it um one other thing that happened in episode one was that they hired a hot nanny Hot nanny. Yeah, and they play that song every time she comes on screen. It's weird. I think they were experimenting with some hot nanny light motifs. Nope. <laughs> there it is. That's it. Hot nanny. Yeah. So we watched episode two as well, and episode two opens with Bailey daydreaming about the hot nanny coming onto him. It's kind of it's kind of gross. Yeah, it's weird. But I mean, you know, it is accurate for seventeen-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. But then it gets God, he's an annoying 17-year-old boy, isn't he? Weirder because she's saying things to Owen, the baby, not to Bailey. And so they do that thing where she's saying all these sexual things, but then she says something in the daydream that doesn't make sense. You are just the cutest thing I've ever seen. I just want to eat you up. Such a big boy. Such a big boy. Such a big, big boy. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And it's right. to a baby. And then you realize, oh, yeah. <laughs> this yep. is a trope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bailey. Let's talk about Bailey. I mean, I said he was annoying. It's just that he has, like, Charlie's the oldest, but he's, like, irresponsible. So Bailey has all the responsibilities. Yeah, he plays kind of like the straight man. Yeah, and he's, like, big on the football team. And, yeah. Everyone you know, expects him to take care of everything. He's and a fucking right. golden boy But bullshit. his grades aren't that great. His grades are okay. And so Julia helps him out with stuff because Julia gets really good grades. Until now. Mm-hmm. So Julia wants to start hanging out with the cool kids. And the cool kid is... Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Mm. Who we talked about in Clueless. The Clueless episode. Yeah. And she does play a cool kid in this, which I think is kind of cool. Moment of silence, Brittany Murphy. Brittany? Who's Brittany Murphy? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, Julia's the teen girl trying to figure out who she is. She wants to hang out with the cool kids. 
another my so-called life connection in this one um charlie jack from lost is sleeping with a woman who was in my so-called life in one episode she was the annoying she was the annoying girlfriend of graham's brother. brother yeah graham's brother in the bed and breakfast episode and she's played by laura innes who was also an er later not within our timeline i think but at the beginning of the episode, Charlie's with her, and it becomes clear later that he's, she's like some high-powered lawyer or something, but he's building stuff for her because he's a carpenter, and she's paying him in sex, essentially. Like, she's not paying him. They're just having mm, sex. Right. But Charlie is also into the hot nanny. Yep. Kirsten. Charlie and Bailey are both We should say there. her name. She has a name, Kirsten. And I think she's a big character throughout the show. Um, so Charlie and Bailey are both... Into the hot nanny. All of a sudden, you're interested in Gregorian chants, huh? It's Gregorian chants, I think. And what the hell is your problem? My problem is you don't know how to stay out of other people's territory. What? I'm interested in her, okay? In, in Kirsten? You mean she's the older woman? You said a, you said a, you said a senior. What do you think I made her that dinner for last night? I have no idea. Honestly, I have no idea what you're thinking, Bay. You're 16 years old. You're in high school. She's in grad school. She's a professional. You actually think she's going to be interested in you? I could ask you the same thing. That's going to well, be conflict. I Here's a note I took. That baby's ugly, so this hot nanny is already a liar. She must have said he was cute or something. Oh, yeah. That didn't go. I thought that was going to land a is, little better. Well, when, making fun of babies is touchy. You got to do it just right. And you you did bad. I did, um, apparently. But that this baby, guy made a gun rack in shop class. That's a line I wrote. Yeah, not related to this, though. I, I want to talk I, about the ugly baby. Okay. You're right. He's a weird-looking baby. I don't know. I don't know if I really even thought that. I just wrote that because I was... No, he's definitely weird-looking, and he's weirdest-looking in that shot right after she says, oh, that's a cute baby. I started thinking about these characters like Breakfast Club characters because they each are such a stereotype. Oh, yeah. You know? He's the, Bailey's the jock, Julia is the Molly Ringwald, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, the nerd would be also Bailey. And then <laughs> <laughs> Claudia would be um, also Molly Ringwald. <laughs> okay. And Jack from Lost or Charlie. I guess he could sort be of be Judd Nelson. Kind of. Somebody's got to be Ali Sheedy. The bulldog. <laughs> no. No, I love Ali Sheedy. I'm just, we're running out of people. All right. So I guess it's not such an apt comparison. <laughs> okay. Salinger. Was there any, do you think there's any connection to J.D. Salinger? They have the same last name. For the person who wrote this show. Um. <laughs> they do have the same last name. <laughs> I knew it was something. Yeah. And I knew yeah, it was I something was and it. I couldn't put my finger on I it. Think, I mean, I can probably say pretty certainly that the writers of this show or the creators who came up with the name Salinger probably read Catcher in the Rye because everyone's read that, right? Maybe has heard of J.D. Salinger. It's also just the last name. Right. But you understand my question, right? Like you're acting like an asshole about it, but really like... I'm not acting. Like a lot of people would name characters after... Right. But I don't see how they would connect them to J.D. Salinger. I'm not a J.D. Salinger expert. By any means, so I don't know if I'm missing the subtle connections that they're making. Maybe just that these are kids on their own, and yeah, Catcher in the Rye is all about like his sister and how he's kind of phonies. Yeah, he, yeah. No, I don't. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting get it, it I either. Just think it's a last name, but I do think they have the same last name. I think you're right in yeah. that. In that much. And um, and yeah, the restaurant. So their parents own the restaurant, and it's called Salinger's. Also, you know, Charlie's character was Jack and Lost, and that's J.D. Salinger's first initial as well. So Jack. that's a connection. Jack. J. Jack starts with J, and so does J.D. Salinger. Yeah. And but J.D., there, but, if you flip oh. it backwards, is D.J., which was a character in like Full DJ House. Like D.J. Tanner. Which is also mm. in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, Jen. Oh, my God. Yeah. There is something going I on here. I think I'm thinking what you're thinking. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're an idiot. I'm doing that thing <laughs> where I point at my eyes with two fingers and then point at yours mm -hmm. with two fingers. And I'm just pointing one finger <laughs> back at you. Well, it's pointing more straight up at the ceiling, but 
That's weird. <laughs> so there was a point where they're in the restaurant and I was like, because they have like a million rolling pins all over the walls. <laughs> yes. And I was like, why do they no, have so many? No, that's in their kitchen at their house. Oh, at their house. Yeah. Okay, that makes even more sense why I asked this question. <laughs> I asked the very, very reasonable question, why do they have so many goddamn rolling pins? Yeah, they have like 10 rolling pins on the walls. And Micah just goes, their dad owned a restaurant. As if like, <laughs> every that's just a thing. Like every restaurant owner bathes their walls in rolling pins. No, but that's just good set decoration, you know? That's like next level. I beg to differ. Hmm. I mean, I thought it was first good. of all, they're a house full of kids. I thought it was Also, good. why is it got to be their dad's restaurant? Their parents Didn't their just mom own it too? Since, well, yeah, maybe. It, they could be their mom's rolling pins. I'm sorry for being so sexist. Maybe the mom was the chef. Graham was a chef on My So-Called oh, Life. Oh, my. That's just wow. another. It's another connection. I think we're really getting into something here, Jen. Rolling pins. I think I'm really getting out of something, and that is I was gonna say, both this podcast think, and this marriage. I think it was good set decoration. I actually liked that part because it was subtle, subtle enough that you wouldn't instantly think, oh, they're because they owned a restaurant, right? But it, it looked good in the kitchen. I thought it looked kind of neat to have all those rolling pins up. And honestly, if your parents died six months ago, you're not going to go take all the rolling pins down. They're your parents' rolling pins. Is it a pizza restaurant? Or a bread restaurant, which would meet, which would be a bakery. I'm sorry. You don't need that many rolling pins for pizza. Okay. What do you need that many rolling pins for, Mike? Other things, is but you should point. be hand-tossing your crust. Okay, but for that... For God's but sake. Jesus Christ. I mean, you got to roll it out a little, but... Was it a bakery? No, it's a restaurant. I know. And that's the point I'm making. You don't use rolling pins at a normal restaurant. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more about this, <laughs> Master Chef. I have worked in a kitchen. Okay. And that is true. Did you wash a lot of rolling pins? No. No. I see what you're doing. You're trying to put me <laughs> down because I was a dishwasher. I, you can't no, put me down. I'm, I'm proud of down. having I'm been a dishwasher. I actually out the fact that you didn't use any cooking implements. I so loved what that do you know job. About... Um, because I was in the kitchen. I was okay. right next to the chefs. All right. Well. The chef you was, use he was rolling a, pins for lots of things. Wow. Was he ever a. Was his name J.D. Salinger? I don't. Was the restaurant called Salinger's? So, so in a normal restaurant, you don't use rolling pins because you don't need to roll stuff out. You can use rolling pins to roll out lots of stuff, Jen. Like what? What do you roll Pasta. out? Pasta. No. Yes. No, it's already rolled out. <laughs> When you well, get it. Not all <laughs> restaurants buy their pasta from Safeway like we do. Some of them make it. Yeah, but you still don't need a rolling pin for that shit. Yep, yep. No, you don't. Yep, yeah, you sure do. Some pastas you got to roll out. And Agree then to cut disagree. And shape. Agree to disagree. You can also make breads, donuts, cookies. Somebody said something about uh, selling the baby into white slavery, oh, which yeah, we that both was thought Bailey. was very, um, just a weird. That was an odd thing, thing to, to say. say. Mm -hmm. You could say odd. You could weird. say super fucked up. So um, it's supposed to be funny. Julia now lives in a tent in the living room, which I mentioned before. And does she though? They don't go into that more, do they? I also did a lot of tent camping oh. while I was in Montana. See, nicely done. That was a thing I thought about when she was mm -hmm. all comfortable in her warm living room. So normally you slept in like cabins though when you were at the school or whatever. I was going to call it the ranch. Yeah, it's a ranch. The school. The yes, ranch we school. slept in cabins, bunk beds. But then when you went out on hikes or groups, like those big long hikes for weeks at a time, you would take tents with you? Uh-huh. Were they big, nice big tents like Julia had? Because that was a pretty nice tent. For um, one kid to sleep in. I mean, that's her room, so it's kind of shitty to be. I mean, there would often be like four of us that had to sleep in it. So it was probably, I think they were oh, pretty they big. Were big. Was that your joke? <laughs> Just, you said you were going to tell a joke, and then you didn't. No, my joke was coming, but now you don't get to hear it. <laughs> yeah, not that was it. your joke. No, no, I had a joke, and now you ruined it. So I'm not going to tell you. You don't deserve my jokes. Uh, yeah, we would go on a lot, of, we went on a lot of camping trips 
you know, most of them happened in the summer, but there were also, there was quite a bit of winter camping as well. Sometimes when we were being punished, sometimes just for fun. I, we, I don't know how many times a, a year we camped, but many times I got very good at setting up a tent. Tents were not easy to set up back then. But like just one example of a trip we went on, we skied. I told a different story about a time we skied up this hill in the middle of the night to camp. It, it was negative 20, but this is a different story where we also skied up a mountain. We skied up a, so it was 11 miles uphill to a little ghost town. It was called Garnet Ghost Town. It's in Montana. That sounds awesome. If you're ever in Montana, it. It is actually super cool. It's one of the coolest places we I mean, we didn't go places that much, but yeah. um, I really loved it. All the buildings were really tiny, and it just was really fascinating to me. But, you know, we had to ski 11 miles uphill yeah. with our backpacks on. So our backpacks by themselves weighed, you know, 50 pounds. Oh, but you had rocks with you. And I had 20 pounds of rocks. Sweet. On top of that. Which I've also talked about in other episodes, but I don't know how much people jump around with our episodes. So uh, I carried 20 pounds of rocks around for five months because it was supposed to be a metaphor for the things I was holding on to that were weighing me down. And I had to label each one and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I had 70 pounds on my back and um, it was the, the I, I know I've told this story before because I remember saying that it was the only time that I, like, I gave up. I could not mm. keep going, and they gave me a ride the rest of the way. In what? Like, the van. There's always a van. There's, There's always somebody van? in a van. Yeah. So there's some but asshole drive, driving next to you? We as had you're... to drive to the place, and then we skied up the hill. There were two vans, because that's how you fit all the girls. Yeah, we, we took up two vans. So you got out of the van took your backpack out of the van out of the trailer thing and then skied uphill which i'm sorry but skis go downhill well that's not what skis do these skis and then you put the backpack that was already in the van <laughs> on you skied uphill and then the van it's, drove you're up missing next the, to you you're missing the point it's character building and also uh Strength building and also right. just no, severely that. punishing. It's also really stupid. Like, no, it's isn't not. Isn't skiing up the hill for 11 miles enough? Why do you have to carry all your shit oh, if the van's going to be there point. too? I see your point. That is weird. Why did we have to carry all our shit? Because, because, that, because they were assholes. That's why. Because the... And I was going to say, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Maybe we didn't drive over there. But no, they, I guarantee you... That because the headmaster of the school just decided, no, you need to carry your carry shit. Your stuff. And he probably didn't carry shit. Did he ski with you? Yeah. I mean, there was always, like I said, two people who would be driving. Mm -hmm. I think he skied with us. I don't know. So you went to this ghost town, though. I was going to ask, are there roads to get up there? But obviously there were there's a road with you. Yeah, um, there's a road. You can drive up there. But probably not a lot of people go there in the winter. Oh, no, no, it's no. It's probably pretty cool in the winter. Yeah, it was very cool. We went there twice, actually, once in the summer, once in the winter. We biked up those 11 miles, and we skied up those 11 wow. miles. Yeah, and it sucked because I had rocks, and uh, it was just this rare moment of, I think that they realized, like, this is it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, she cannot carry this much weight. Oh, yeah, that one's got rocks in her backpack. And I don't we like literal metaphors. I mean, again, which then are not metaphors anymore. I my memory is admittedly fuzzy. It's possible because I was just thinking, why wouldn't they just take the rocks out? But the rocks were at the bottom, of course. Mm -hmm. That's where you put rocks when you're packing. Everybody knows. So that. maybe they didn't give me a ride. Maybe I just they just took your bag. Maybe. Fuck, I don't know, man. Anyway, I just remember skiing up a hill with a very, very heavy backpack on my back. And, uh, and you know, once again, the perfect sort of example of these sort of mixed experiences, like, you know, ab the abuse of 
forced exercise and being forced to carry that kind of weight as a 16-year-old child and also getting to go to this really, really cool, weird-ass place that there's no way mm-hmm. I ever would have even heard of, you know? So, I mean, that's how a lot of my memories are. Like, it was so – it was very unique. It was so unique. And, um, yeah, and I, I – I, the other stuff I feel like talking about right now, I don't think we're going to get into on in this episode. There's a couple topics sort of related to all this. One is just privilege. And I want to explore a little bit about that. But the other is like abandonment. (laughs) Like just how much I've realized. I don't know how I didn't really realize it before. I never thought of this situation as like abandonment. But you know. That's how you felt. I was 16 and I was abandoned by my family. Like like they just. Sent you away. Yeah. Like that's kind of. That's sort of an intense thing to have to get over I think. So anyway, that's a topic for another time. And we'll watch more Party of Five so we can (laughs) tie it into that probably. We we don't need to watch more Party of Five. (laughs) Unless, I mean, as usual, I will say, listeners, if you're a big fan of this show and you want us to watch more of it, we're always up for that. Um, I think only the first and second seasons are in our timeline. But, you know, we're always willing to break the rules if people really want us to. Yeah, if you have specific episodes you'd like us to cover... Let us know. We probably aren't going to watch every episode like we did with my so-called life. Oh no! Of these two years. No, no, no. I'm not offering that at yeah. all. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I feel like we didn't. We hardly covered the plot of these at all. But um, hopefully, we gave you a sense of how we felt. Mostly, I just was wishing we were watching my so-called life. Yeah, <laughs> there is um, another but... subplot I wanted to talk about oh. with Julia. Really? Where she gets obsessed with their grandfather possibly still being alive, their mom's dad like left early on in their mom's life. Mm, Speaking of abandonment. And so she decides, well, he could still be alive. I want to find him. Um, She does find a guy who has the same very common name as her grandfather living in the same town with them. J.D. Salinger? Yep, that's it. No, it's something like Joe Gordon or something totally normal. Jack. Jack Holden Caulfield. Um, Yes. And it turns out it's not their grandfather, of course. Um, But she has that little fantasy for a while because she's really looking for that family connection. And it slips in this episode that they have a fucking uncle in Europe. They have an uncle alive Hmm. in Europe. And somehow these four underage siblings are allowed to... Well, be Charlie's taken care of by guardian. their twenty-four-year-old brother, who doesn't live with them in the first episode, and they just take care of themselves. Some judge decided that was going to be okay. Yeah, it's interesting that they don't really cover that part. They just go over it really quickly in the first episode, and we're supposed to believe that this is the setup. Like, oh, they'll just get a certain amount of but money. But that's because this is the setup, Micah. It's the I know, whole. But it's ridiculous. Like, it's the premise of this show. If they had an uncle there, it would be. I mean, then it's not party of five. It's like, I know, but why say there's an uncle in Europe? Because then, like, these kids well, would never be allowed to stay together. Because they say they have an uncle in Europe so that it's clear that, like... Oh, I forgot. Back then, there was that whole thing where you couldn't get to Europe or back from Europe mm, to the yeah, U.S. Yeah, why was that again? The sea monsters and planes hadn't been invented yet. Oh, yeah? So, in yeah, 90... there was a period in the 90s where planes, where hadn't, planes been invented, hadn't been invented yet. And there were sea monsters. It was like a, it was like a, there was a break in the space-time continuum, so planes hadn't been, is it break? Right. Is that the right word for that? Break? It doesn't so. seem like the right word. Chasm? I mean, it's nonsense, is what I'm saying, so I don't know that there's a right word for, to describe mm. this nonsense mm. that I'm describing. Also, there are sea monsters, so. But the uncle went over there before this happened, apparently. So can't get back to take care of him. Wow. Okay. So it's cool. Just take care of your baby kid siblings. That so that all does... have to go to school as well. Yeah. That seems like a good situation. No, it doesn't. It makes no sense at all. They didn't. They went for a concept that they wanted to have because they wanted it to be heartwarming, mm-hmm. like you said, and they wanted it to tug at your heartstrings. The actual details of how they got there doesn't fucking matter. It's like the half-assed part of it where mm-hmm. they're like, ah, 
people won't really care, and people didn't really care. Right. That's why this show was on for six fucking seasons, and my so-called life was canceled after one. I guarantee that fucking uncle is a character later, though, and it's going to piss Probably. me off. He's going to come home after they reinvent airplanes. Yeah. And then he's going to fly away again. The same episode, probably. Just like on Gilligan's Island, where they couldn't get off the fucking island, but they had guest stars all the time. What? (laughs) So overall, it's a fine show, I would say. I'm sure we have listeners who loved it. Uh, You can tell us why you loved it. Once again, keep in mind... I don't have the nostalgia attached to this yeah. piece of art, and I have a lot of emotion attached to my so-called life. So that <laughs> that was a big strike against this show uh, for me. I bet if we watched more of this, we would get attached to the characters, and oh, we for, would, I'm, sure. I'm sure it would become a really a lot more interesting show. I mean, but I can get attached to almost anybody, honest, any characters usually. So I wonder what our reactions would have been. Had we watched them both coming out at the same time? Oh. Basically. Back then, you mean? Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Or if we had watched this first and then watched My So-Called Life. I wonder if we'd feel differently. I still feel like My So-Called Life was a stronger show and was written better. But it's hard to... Oh, what? Yeah. No, there's no question about that. But it's hard to say because it's it's like when someone dies early, like Kurt Cobain dies, and then they're kind of idolized. Like, yes, of course, he was important and did great things. But he also didn't have the chance to fuck it up. Fuck it up later. And my so-called life has that like iconic status yeah. because it was yeah. canceled after one season. Well, that's one of the reasons, yeah. But I mean, we don't need to get into it. it All the reasons start. why it was so fucking Im- it was important on mm-hmm. a lot of levels. So you know, you're kind of pissing me off right now with this fucking <laughs> bullshit. No, you I'm know, not like anything bad about myself. Diplomatic shit you're just doing right now. interesting to talk about how we experience it differently now. And I do want to be clear. I don't like a lot of things that we've watched. I didn't feel that negatively about Party of Five as compared <laughs> to some other things we've watched. Well, there you go. That is Micah's <laughs> ringing, ringing endorsement. fucking endorsement. Five stars from Micah. I don't think it was a bad show. It just wasn't no, interesting. I don't to either. Me. Right. I mean, that's kind of how I felt. I mean, we watched yeah. two episodes. It wasn't like we couldn't get through it. I mean, it was it was fine. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. It was fine. fine. It was just word. fine. It was a fine show. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, I mean, I'm sure it did get better. So, all right, y'all. As usual, get at us. Let us know what you think. We we really, really love hearing from people. So Yeah, come join our Facebook group. Hit us up. Let us, you know, talk to us. Mostly Tweet at me. Most, I'm at forty four followers on Twitter now. That's huge. I know, right? It is huge for Micah. Um it's a big it's a big moment. I can't keep up with it's, all the tweets. It's two thousand nineteen and... now. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about that because we don't have conversations at the beginning of our show like some shows do. That's because we don't have anything to talk about. We just um, like to get right into analyzing the songs that are playing at the end like of the We like to shows. get right into our... The meat. The high art. Of Party of Five. Of the meat, you know? hmm Yeah, just we love hearing from people. Especially, if, you know, if something made you laugh, something made you think, uh, something made you mad. Mm. Something made you cry. Mm-hmm, like... Tweet at us. Some of our jokes sometimes yeah, our make, jokes people do cry. make people cry. <laughs> so, oh, all, one last uh, mention: we a very exciting thing happened today, which is that we finally sent out our uh, Patreon uh, mixtapes. So, if so, for patrons of ours who are at the ten dollars and up level, they will soon be receiving a badass mixtape. You should have it in your hands by the time this episode comes out. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm excited about it. I put a lot of heart into it. I mean, people aren't going to like every song. But that's something I would love to hear from those of you who do receive the mixtape. You know, let me know what songs you liked. Let me know what songs you hated. And I don't know. I've been listening to them a lot, and it's pretty good. There's yeah. a lot of really good songs on there. I know. And I make really good playlists. I'm she not going to lie. She does. And it's one of, I mean, it's one of my favorite things to do. So it's very personal for me. I don't, I, I like 
I mean, I won't be insulted if people don't like it because I think music is a very, Personal I don't know. It's, thing. yeah, I mean, just people connect to, to mm-hmm. it differently. And, and since this is all music from the mid 90s, it also has to do with yeah. who people were then and what l- they listened to then and all that. So it was interesting to me listening to it and thinking about how a lot of these songs came out around the same time. And some of them just sound so typically like 90s rock. Mm-hmm. And then there are others that are different, but some of them are just like no one would record that song that way now. Like what? On a couple of them. Just the Cranberry songs and a couple of the other things, just the way things sound. It's so why typical they not of the record? 90s. What's, I don't know. Why just the production record? is different. And the, that was just the sound then. Mm-hmm. But it's a good it's a good mix, um, and, and it's all fun. the songs are from things that we have watched. And she keeps saying mixtape because we made real tapes. A couple of people requested actual cassette tapes, so we did that and we sent them out. And yeah, please let me know if they sound all right. <laughs> Our cassette decks really old, as most are these mm. days. Um, but listen to it. I want to hear what you think about listening to it on the cassette because I listened to them a few times and. Um, if there are any problems, I'll send you out a replacement right away. So let us know. But we did send CDs to people that requested CDs as well. Because no, a lot of we people... sent CDs to everyone. Yeah, and because <laughs> most people don't have a way Cassette. to play cassettes anymore. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Like, we don't have a way to play a CD. We actually have a way to play a tape and not a fucking CD, which is <laughs> weird. But anyway, so yeah, that was really exciting. Um if you want to become a Patreon supporter, uh, we are at patreon.com slash I never saw that podcast, and we would so appreciate your support. We very much appreciate the support of our current patrons. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Graham McRae for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. Thanks to Minus Violet for our music. Until next time. See, see you in, in the, the 90s. 90s. <laughs> <laughs>